Hey everyone, my name is Danielle. I'm a third year psychology student and on this podcast I share my thoughts and opinions on things that absolutely nobody asked about. I'd love it if you hang out with me, uh, even if it's just for 10 minutes, stay listening because unlike the real D, I won't leave you disappointed. So seeing as this is the first introductory episode, I thought it would be important to not only discuss what this podcast is about, but who I am and ultimately who you are. So usually what I'd like to do in the episodes going forward is to incorporate a little bit of the things that I've learned in my psychology studies. I have this obscene obsession with narcissism and cluster B personalities probably because I have been with so many so many narcissists in my life um but yeah that's just a side note so going forward I'm definitely going to incorporate that um this podcast is basically where we discuss anything and everything um I think it's a little bit difficult being a 20 something year old in in the modern world and in hookup culture and there's so much pressure on having to be somewhere in your life where you haven't even figured out who the hell you are let alone what it is that you want out of life so we'll be discussing all those things um sex relationships friends boundaries love languages all those all those things that nobody wants to say out loud we're going to say it here. Um, so this is just a disclaimer. This is not one of those podcasts where I'm going to tell you to remember who the fuck you are and you're going to get your shit together. No, baby. Because chances are, if you're anything like me, you don't know who you truly are yet. And you probably at some point in your life lost yourself in an adverse situation and this is what that episode is about we'll be talking about how I lost myself in an adverse situation and three things that I personally did to get myself back and it it's probably one of the best things I've ever done in my whole life um so we're going to work through our shit together discussing who the fuck we are and I'm hoping it it'll be thought-provoking for anyone that's listening so grab some coffee or as I prefer some whiskey and we're going to get talking about the three things that I did when I thought I had completely lost the essence of who I was so number one oh wait actually before we step right into the steps, I suppose I should give you some background on how I lost myself. I think I think that's a good place to start. And I'll probably refer to the situation a lot in my podcast because it was such a life-changing experience for me. Um, I think it's important to remember that any one person has multiple people in their life who probably have multiple opinions about you and who you are. I mean, your boss could tell you that you're one thing, your mother can tell you that you're another thing and then your partner or your friends can tell you that you're something or someone completely different so i think it's i think it's only natural to have a 
an identity crisis at some point in your life because you have all these all these people having all these different opinions about you and who they think that you are. And that alone can get really confusing if you're having several people at any one time tell you who you should be or who you were or who you are. And um, I have a friend, long, 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 long time friend, and she has only ever said good things about me and to me. She has always told me how resilient I am, which I believe that I am. Um, she has always told me how strong I am, how smart I am, how how much promise I have within me and within my life. And we've never fought, we've never argued. And she's just been, she's been such a positive, a positive force in my life. And last year sometime I got into a relationship with a guy that I knew for quite a while. And mind you, I already knew he was a dick. So why was I, why was I surprised that he was a dick in a relationship? But anyway, um, so I started dating this guy and things ended considerably badly between the two of us. And he, you know, he went on to say horrible things about me, not only about me to other people but to my face as well about how I'm a horrible person and I'm selfish and I'm this and I'm that and at the end of the day I can't argue him on that because everyone is going to have their own narrative of you in their lives I'm probably a really shitty person to some people but to other people I'm probably a really lovely person and you need to make peace with the fact that that is sometimes how it is going to be you cannot prove yourself to every single one person in your life it it is too draining it is too too time consuming and my point here is I have my friend and many other people telling me what a lovely person I am and then I have this one this one man telling me what a horrible person I am and I being being the dependent the anxious attachment person that I am especially in relationships I strongly identified with the ugly things that were being said about me um this is it's not to say that I'm perfect or I'm not those things but at the end of the day if I had more of a firm foundation of who I am and a firm understanding of who I was at that point in time, I probably wouldn't have spiraled into such a deep depression for six months after that. Um, because I felt like I didn't only lose the person that I was in love with, I lost myself in that. Who am I without him? Is there a me without him? And I never thought I would ever get to a relationship that made me view myself that way, that made me view myself as worthless. And this is why it's something that I will touch on in quite a few episodes, because I believe that women all over the world on a daily basis go through circumstances like that. And it's not until we reclaim our true identity and the power that we have within ourselves that we actually get past that and we can heal from those situations. So... Once that happened, I kind of spiraled for a couple of months. I spiraled for a solid four to six months. 
And when I say spiral, I mean I completely shut myself down from all the people in my life. I had a few close friends that really got me through that time, but I completely shut myself down. I did not leave the house besides, you know, to do obvious things like my work. And um, until I started to reclaim my energy, because that shit is mine. Who the fuck is anyone else to take your energy from you? No one can have your energy unless you give it to them. Let's, let's get that thing straight. And that's something that I didn't understand for a very long time. Um, so the first thing, we're going to start on the three things that I did um, to start actually feeling better. I wouldn't say I'm 100% over it because I'm a person that holds on to things like unavailable exes. But the three things that I really did to get me out of that, have you ever just been so annoyed with yourself? Like you know that you're doing something and no matter how hard you try to get out of that pattern, you just can't seem to shake it. I got to a point where I woke up annoyed with myself. And the first thing that I did was I isolated. And isolation can be a really good thing or a really bad thing. I didn't isolate myself to a point where I ignored texts from my friends, from concerned friends. I didn't stop myself from going out. But you have to understand that when you have multiple people in your life and you see them or you speak to them on a day-to-day basis, it's so easy to lose yourself in the opinions of others. And that is why being with yourself and isolating is probably one of the most beneficial things that you will ever do for yourself. The reason why I say that is when I isolated myself, I took I took the time to understand why I was feeling what I was feeling. Everyone around me was telling me, you know, you feel like that because he did this and this is how you should be feeling. And at that time, I didn't, I didn't need that. I needed to just process how I was feeling and using my own coping mechanisms, try to get to that the best way that I knew how. I did know that I didn't want to deal with it like I've dealt with everything else in my life by suppressing my emotions and carrying on like nothing happened because it was such a life-changing event for me. So I, I processed my feelings. I isolated myself. Instead of going out on the weekends and, you know, drinking and having a good time, I not that I stopped myself from doing that. I just chose to stay at home and rather just sit with myself and maybe write a couple of journal entries. Or I didn't force myself to be happy. And that's the thing. When you're around other people, you have to force yourself into a mood that you're probably not in. Me going out and drinking on the weekends, that was too much to ask of me at that time. I did not feel like being happy. I did not feel like joking around or laughing or having very surface level conversations with the people around me. So I chose to stay at home. And it's one of the best things I ever did. I lost friends. Oh, 100% I lost friends. Because at the end of the day, when people identify so strongly with who you were, they will never 
they will have a hard time understanding why you are changing, especially if who you were benefited them the most. Let that sink in. The second thing that I did was I started becoming very selective with my company. And as I said in point number one, people sometimes identify so strongly with you on who you were, if it benefited them, that they don't want you to change. That's why some people in your life, they won't push you to do better. Because the minute you do do better, they know that the benefits that come with having you in their life will stop. Just think about that for a second. Who in your life at the moment is benefiting the most from you being stagnant and being complacent with your life, too complacent to move forward? Hmm. I'll let that sit with you for a, for a couple of seconds. But like I said, the second point was to be very selective with who I was spending my company with. And don't think for a second that it's not going to be lonely. It's going to be fucking lonely. Sometimes I lay in bed with my cat and I'll be like, uh, I could really use a friend right now. I could really use a drink. And sometimes I'm so tempted in hitting up old situationships or hitting up old friends that I know no longer serve me just to get rid of that moment of loneliness. And that's where religion fitted really nicely into my life. And that's that's a conversation for a different episode. But that's where my identity in Christ became so strong, was the fact of knowing that I'm not alone. And the people, the very few people that I have in my life are there for a reason. And I need to be cherishing them instead of trying to go back to what I'm used to. Because you need to avoid the temptation to make choices that are familiar, but that no longer serve you. Now, the third and final thing that I did to get myself the hell back after I lost myself over a mere man was to keep in touch. You know, when you see a friend and or even an old friend you may be out and about buying groceries you know doing whatever the case is and you see your old friend and you say oh, let's keep in touch when was the last time you kept in touch with you and by that i mean you know we always ask other people how did your day go what could have made it better well that was one of my things that i used to do i used to ask the people in my life you know how was your day um, did anything good happen today? Because I used to write about those things in my gratitude journal. So I thought it would be a good conversation starter with the people in my life. And we so we are always so concerned with other people that when was the last time you sat yourself down and said, there we go, how was your day? Let's write about it. Let's write about what really fucking annoyed us today. Let's write about the things that we're grateful that happened today. So one of the most powerful things that I did, hence the third point, was I started journaling. I started doing the shadow work. I started getting in touch with who I was and all the thoughts in my head. Because I have a lot of thoughts. Fucking hell, it drives me crazy sometimes. And I have a lot of thoughts. But what I started doing was 
I would write about my day as if I was a 10-year-old girl writing in my journal about her crush. I, I started checking in with myself. And before I asked anyone else what they needed, I asked myself, what do you need today? What would make today great for you? What can you do about it? And in the beginning, I found that everything that I thought would make the day great relied heavily on other people. And so what I started to do was I saw a pattern and I said, no, but I can't always rely on other people to make my day great. What can I do? What can I do to make my day better today? What can I do differently? And so keeping in touch with yourself, that that would be probably the most important of the three. And to get you started on that, I would definitely recommend a gratitude journal. The five-minute journal is amazing. If you just Google it, I think you can get it on Amazon. Um, the five-minute gratitude journal is, it transformed my life. And I'm not even saying that very lightly. Okay, and I think that kind of wraps up um, today's episode. I hope those three tips was something that can help you as much as it helped me. And remember, at the end of the day, your testimony and your truth is something that nobody can take away from you. And so if there's anything that you would like to collaborate with me about or get in touch about, you're welcome to go to the, it's a fairly new IG page. Um, it is at your daily underscore dose of underscore D. And if there's anything in particular that you'd love to hear on the podcast, I'd love to hear it from you. Until the next episode, I... I hope you keep living your truth. And I think that's going to be the punchline to each and every single one of my episodes.